Welcome to Defend What Matters Most Radio, where everybody can stay informed on everything that's happening within the Idaho Army National Guard. I'm your host, Tom Westall. Today we have Lieutenant Colonel Edgar Tuttle with us. How are you doing today? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm excited to have you on, and I'm excited to talk about MATES. That's the purpose of this podcast, what it stands for, what its purpose is, and more importantly, the employment opportunities that people within our organization and um, our non-military service members and opportunities on how they can become an employee with MATES. Uh, but before we get started, let's talk about why Lieutenant Colonel Tuttle is with us and why he is postured to speak on this topic. Uh, he joined the Idaho Army National Guard in 1997 as a, an officer. and He did have some time prior to that on active duty, but he started with the Guard as an officer in 1997. His first assignment was as a platoon leader with 145 BSB and, again, as a logistics officer. He had the opportunity to command HHC 116th BSTB, followed on by a second command with a whole different battalion with Echo Company, 1st of the 183rd Aviation. And then after that, he became a support operations officer with the 116th CBCT, and then more recently, a directorate of logistics at Installation Support Unit. And that's what he's doing right now. And just understand, he's had various uh, other assignments in between those major ones, but that's really the the big broadening assignments and big commands and assignments you've had to shape who he is today. So... Let's go ahead and get going. What do you say? Fantastic. All right. What is MATES and what does it stand for? So MATES uh, stands for, uh, the acronym stands for Maneuver Area Training Equipment Site. Um, What we do at MATES is uh, we have a a number of employees that are mechanics, welders, uh, machinists, and and support staff that facilitate the maintenance of all of the 116th Brigade Combat Team tracked assets. And um, our, our mission is um, to ready that equipment for their use at all times. Okay, so you guys do maintenance. You work on the equipment. Now, what equipment? Is that all the equipment within the Idaho Army National Guard, or is it just equipment in a certain location? It's equipment that's, uh, that resides specifically at mates for the intent for us to maintain it for the behalf of the brigade combat team. That will include uh, tracked vehicles, um, and wheeled vehicles of varying types, and generators, and other support ele- or assets that, that are accompanying those tracked assets. So you primarily support the 116th? That's our primary customer, yes. I see. Okay, so you say for Mates, where is that located? Mates is located about halfway between Boise, Idaho, and Mountain Home, Idaho. It's in the uh, leading edge of the Orchard Combat Training Center. Okay. Now... Um, how do I want to ask this? You said you, that you work on equipment, but don't the units themselves maintain their own equipment? Or is this something that hap- has to happen maybe in between drills or certain tasks that they're not able to complete on their own for the maintenance of that oh, That's equipment? a really good question. It's, it's a marriage between the two. We both have the responsibility to maintain the equipment. Units have um, limited time as they're mostly focused on training. Um, maintenance is done um, at their... Their opportunities during drill weekends and annual training, the rest of the period of time that equipment resides with us at mates, and we maintain that equipment for their benefit. Okay. I, okay, I understand. So what type of equipment do you guys maintain? You mentioned earlier tracked. What mm-hmm. is a tracked type Boy, of vehicle? Boy, it's, it's quite an inventory. We've got uh, uh, the M1 tank. Um, we've got the Bradley fighting vehicle. Those are two primary assets. Mm-hmm. We have... Um, 992s, M992s, which are ammunition uh, carrying 
uh, tracked assets in support of uh, the Paladins, the field artillery assets. Uh-huh. Um, we have uh, 1068s, which are command tracks. They're used for uh, command staff in the battlefield. Uh, we have 113s, M113s, which are used for uh, medical and also command track purposes. And um, so uh, I said earlier that, that the 116th Brigade Combat Team is our primary customer. Mm-hmm. We have a secondary customer, and that's Installation Support Unit. And we maintain their tracked assets as well. And they have front-end loaders and, and uh, graders and things of that nature. Uh, not all of their assets are tracked. Sure. And so th- they'll be wheeled assets. So we have a variety of mechanics that can maintain both platforms. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go ahead and... I want to I want to just dive into a little bit more the conversation you had about the relationship with the part timers who work on the equipment mm-hmm. and the full timers who do. For those who are listening, you got to remember in the Idaho Army National Guard, our traditional soldiers we don't do this full time. You know, we have full time jobs in the private sector. We go to school. We have families, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a part time thing. And when you're talking probably heavy maintenance on heavy equipment, there's no way that you can do these heavy overhauls and the heavy required maintenance full time. You just, they're not over, around to do it, right? That's right. So, so that's probably one of the, I would assume, one of the major reasons why we have mates to kind of pick up the slack in between drill weekends. Absolutely. We're, we're, uh, we're there by design. The, the idea behind uh, employing uh, dual status federal government employees that are uh, required to be in uniform in order to have their positions as mates employees. Um, our sole purpose is to maintain equipment because we know uh, by design that the, in a traditional sense, an M-Day status or a drill weekend status, the soldiers are intended to go out and conduct training. And, and that training is a primary focus and, and maintenance is a part of that training. But it just doesn't seem like with the amount of maintenance that's required on that, that, that those big platforms that there's enough time. And so by design, they created the opportunity for us to employ personnel and maintain that equipment so that it's always at the ready. Sure. And I would think that, and I know this coming from an aviation maintenance standpoint, because I was an aviation maintenance platoon leader for about two years. Just because they do it part-time doesn't mean they're any less capable of working on the equipment than the full-timers do. I've seen it firsthand. Absolutely. Some of our best mechanics are are those soldier uh, citizen soldiers that work downtown somewhere, and then they come out and their their dedication, their commitment to their their specialty, their, their military occupational specialty, their MOS. Uh, as a mechanic, they take very seriously and take a great deal of pride in that. And, sure. And in as much, we're the beneficiaries because they do a great job maintaining equipment in that short period of time that they're actually at training. Yeah, exactly. And it's something fresh that they get to do every Fantastic once in a while. Fantastic so opportunity. That, hey, you know, earlier you 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 mentioned the status of employees. You used words like federal gov- uh, federal employees, M day empl- uh, an M day soldier. You talked about dual status. You got to wear the uniform. What is that about? Well, it, it makes. Uh, uh, we have a wonderful opportunity. The, the people that we employ are uh, required to be military members. And so you join the Idaho Army National Guard as a military member in a particular uh, occupational field, military occupational uh, specialty. And, um, and then you have an opportunity to apply and compete for opportunities to become a dual status federal government employee um, employed with the Idaho Army National Guard at Mates. And then um, you use whatever special training you've received as a military uh, person, or uh, we send you to school so that you can learn additional skill sets so that you can maintain the assets that we have. Right. And for our listeners, that's the majority of the employees who you see out in the Boise area or at Gowan Field on off weekends. A lot of us were dual status employees. I'm a dual status um, state employee. Uh, you know, we wear the military uniform, but we're not getting the military check. We're getting a check that's different. 
um, that's commensurate with the position that we're doing. And it's a really great opportunity. You get X amount of hours of military leave. You get the vacation leave. It's, it's a really neat program to be a part of. Um, but you're always welcome to, welcome to reach out to us if you have more questions on what that's like. Um, but, mates, if we're talking about employees, are you like a, a micron size element of people? Are we talking, are you just like a small snack shack of soldiers? Like how many people is it within your organization? We're, we're uh, just short of 100 personnel. Um, we've got um, a variety of personnel that work out there. We have administrative personnel, supply personnel, um, warehouse uh, personnel, and mechanics. We've got some specialty personnel, uh, uh, communications equipment, uh, repairmen, and ammunition, or uh, sorry, uh, armament, uh, repairmen, and welders, and machinists. So we've got quite a broad spectrum of employees out there and, and a good number of employees. We're not nearly as big as Micron, but uh, we're strong. We're strong in force and, and are real proud of the work that we do out there. So there's probably a lot of different opportunities once you join the organization to grow and to oh. develop into future future higher-grade leadership positions and Absolutely. things like that. Let's go ahead and talk about the type of person or the type of experience you need to have to be an employee with mates, okay? Um, if I wanted to be a mates employee, what what kind of background or what kind of uh, military occupational specialty do I need? Well, first you'd have to be a member of the Idaho Army National Guard. That's critical. Right. But, uh, but so um, the preferential uh, hiring goes toward um, our enlisted uh, military occupational specialties that support the operations out there. So, for example, if you're a mechanic, we've got uh, the 90 – Series mechanics include Abrams tank mechanics and wheeled vehicle mechanics and power generator equipment mechanics. And then we've got the specialty MOSs or military occupational specialties, like I mentioned before, the welder, the machinist. Those are unique ones and and a little bit more of a challenge to to come by. But if you have those uh, specific skill sets in the civilian sector um, and you are a member of the Idaho Army National Guard, you can use your civilian experience to oh. compete for those opportunities. And so you so, don't necessarily need to hold that specific military MOS as long as you can show X amount of years of work experience, even in the private sector. Absolutely. Okay. And then oftentimes, um, you know, that's easily justified in, in your resume and in your application packet when you compete for the jobs. And then further, once, once you land that job, um, we often offer, offer opportunities for training. Okay. Um, is this just available for enlisted soldiers? No, we also employ uh, warrant officers and officers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm assuming that the officers and the warrant officers, just like most of the other organizations out here, they're going to primarily fill, the warrant officers probably going to fill, fill either what, leadership positions or maybe very technical tasks. And then um, the officers are doing what, the more supervisory management positions? Right. It, that's the best way to look at it. Our warrant officers tend to fill those positions where their subject matter experts mm-hmm. and the technical experts and their mid-level managers. Um, and then our officers, of course, uh, tend to be your, your managers. So. so for those who are listening, if you're kind of curious on the differences <laughs> while we're talking about this, the differences between warrant officers and commissioned officers, there's a great podcast that I did with uh, Major Brian Reed previous to this. I think it was episode three or four. Um, go ahead and listen to that, and we kind of dive in a little bit deeper on the differences between officer, warrant officer, and enlisted and things like that. But um, back to our topic, sir, enlisted soldiers, do they have the ability to move into supervisory positions with inmates? Absolutely. Just like in your organization, we have a hierarchy, and, and within that hierarchy, um, typically what happens is um, – a soldier's effort, their their skill sets, those things determine, along with vacancies, of course, their upward mobility, and and the the, the structure of the organization provides for that over time. 
And okay. so people have an opportunity to progress from an entry-level mechanic, for example, to a wage-grade leader on a shop floor where he manages uh, a good number of employees that are executing tasks specific to their mission. I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk work schedules here. Are these folks working your standard 40 hours a week? Are they salaried? Are they hourly? Let's talk about that. So the the wages are hourly, and the uh, work week is 10-hour uh, shifts four days a week, and mm-hmm. it's days, not nights, mm-hmm. and uh, not weekends. Great, great. Yeah. Now, let's let's talk about the relationship between a work week and a drill weekend. Now, remember, again, this requires dual status, so you are in the Idaho Army National Guard where you have a one-weekend-a-month commitment. Listen to the previous episode to this, 116th CBCT elitism. So if you're interested in joining the 116th, that one-weekend-a-month thing maybe doesn't hold the same truth that it used to. You know, a little bit more training requirements, a little bit more man hours, but it's all good things. Listen to that episode, and uh, that will explain it. But as a dual-status employee, you know, you generally will work a couple, you know, you'll work your four hours or four days a week, like you said, and then, you know, a couple days out of the month, generally around a weekend, you'll have to roll right into drill, which you would leave your mate's, your mate's employment location and go to your unit in the state, whether that's in Boise, uh, Pocatello, Twin Falls, wherever. Um, and it's, it's a cool opportunity to take a break from your full-time employment, um, get to work with your unit, do more soldiering stuff. And, if you're a mate's employee who holds that MOS, you're just going to keep doing that on the M-Day side, right. just with a different organization. And we have some soldiers that have uh, different military occupational specialties, um, and they, they enjoy that, that, that break between the two. They're able to go on a drill weekend and conduct their infantry training, for example, and they really enjoy that quite a bit, and then come back and be a mechanic Monday through Friday. So, so you said that the employees are under an hourly wage, right? So what does, I mean, as, a, as an entry-level employee with mates, what price range? And I'm not looking at an exact number, but what right. price range are they are they earning? And then what does that look like once they move into supervisory positions and more directorate level stuff? Just like we have a hierarchy in our leadership positions, so too do we have a, a reflective uh, pay scale. So typically, entry level out there at Mates as a mechanic is in the twenty dollar range, and then um, for some of the other support elements, it's a little bit less than that. I think we're at the eighteen dollar range starting, and it moves up as you find yourself uh, working into leadership opportunities and things of that nature. You increase your pay scale, so uh, we top out uh, in the mid forties. So, and that's at the higher directorate level. Absolutely. Sure. So probably just, just short of $50 an hour. That's outstanding. Now, mm-hmm. I would think that, you know, entry-level positions, granted, you, it is entry-level, but you ha- kind of have the experience to get into the job anyways. But that sounds pretty competitive for the, that kind of career field, I would think. It very much is. Um, it, I frequently hire people um, full-time at mates that are leaving positions in the local economy uh, mm-hmm. because of the, the pay increase and, sure. and the benefits. And so um, we're very competitive. We offer a fantastic opportunity for our employees to um, grow their, their income. So you have a, a great weekday work schedule, mm-hmm. an opportunity to do something on drill weekends. You have great pay It's from, from the sounds of it, which we do. it sounds like it's competitive pay. Um, do you have to live like super close to Gowan Field or to, to the OCTC in order to work? Or ha- no, we have uh, employees that live as far away as uh, uh, Horseshoe Bend or, or Mountain Home, and and we have a 
free public transportation uh, assets available for us that we can transport ourselves to and from work with. It's a fantastic opportunity. It provides uh, our employees uh, a little ease and convenience in getting back and forth to work each day. So Boise, Meridian, Eagle, oh, Star, the entire Treasure Valley. We cover Mountain it. Home. Yes, Mountain Home. Uh, we've uh, some in the past. We've had some people that lived in Idaho City. Oh, wow. Yep. And so cover uh, quite a bit of ground. Yeah, no kidding. That's a little yeah. bit too much for me. I don't know if I could personally do that, <laughs> yeah. but that's that's cool. Okay. Sir, what's happening right now with mates? Oh, shoot. We're involved right now in recovering from annual training. So the units went out during their summer months and, and executed uh, all their training requirements and exercised their equipment and uh, and wear and tear occurs and, and annual uh, repair requirements are are needed. So we bring that equipment in and we're, we're tackling that right now. We're, we're putting a lot of uh, new parts on equipment and maintaining them and readying that equipment for our customers so that they can go out and execute their training plans uh, right away in the spring. So we're excited about that opportunity. That's what's going on at Mates right now. He- heavy maintenance, huh? A lot of maintenance, a lot of wrench turning. That's good. Yeah, we're that's really excited good. about that. Is there any current initiatives for the future? That's kind of funny, current initiatives for the future. Are there any future initiatives? Yes. Um, so there's a lot of dynamic change going on in the Idaho Army National Guard right now, and we're leaning forward and, and looking at uh, growing and maturing our 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 support. Uh-huh. And so there are opportunities that are going to be presenting themselves in the future. And uh, currently... Um, we have quite a few positions that are available today. And, and so if a person would like to, um, they can reach out to Human Resources Office if they're a current member of the Idaho Army National Guard and explore the opportunities that we offer right now. And then if they're not a member of the Idaho Army National Guard, um, I encourage them strongly to visit with a recruiting uh, member of our team and, and see what they can do to, to become members of the Idaho Army National Guard. Okay. You, you said there's available positions. What kind of available positions are there? Currently, we have uh, mechanics positions available. Mechanic positions? We do. Entry-level mechanics positions in there. Like I said earlier, fantastic pay, great mm-hmm. uh, great hours, and uh, transportation to and from work at no cost. So this is a pretty fantastic opportunity right now for a young person, to, if they're interested in growing their income, to come out and work uh, with us at Mates. Okay. So you kind of hit on it a little bit earlier in regards to who you need to reach out to. So if you're in the Idaho Army National Guard and you're interested in applying for mates, um, you said the HRO website. And that, and for those who are listening, the HRO website is inghro.idaho.gov forward slash jobs. That shows all the available positions here with the Idaho Army National Guard. And just look for those mates employment opportunities. And um, I would assume they could also reach out to you if they had any questions. Absolutely. I'm available uh, by phone at area code 208-272-7605. And I'm eager to entertain any questions that uh, both members and non-members might have. Of course, for non-members, I'm going to lead you toward a recruiter uh, so that we can close that, that, that deal there. And if you're not in the Idaho Army National Guard and you are interested in being a mates employee, like Colonel Tuttle said just now and previously, you do have to be a uniformed service member, which means you need to join the Idaho Army National Guard. And by doing that, you go to basic training, you pick up an MOS, whether it's maintenance, heavier maintenance specific or not. Hopefully you have that uh, experience in the private sector. And then once you are a uniformed soldier with our organization, then you can apply. But if you want to join the Guard, I encourage you to go to facebook.com forward slash Idaho Army National Guard. And you can also go to our website, state.nationalguard.com forward slash Idaho. And you can also reach out to us on Instagram at iGuardIdaho and Twitter at ID Army National G. Uh, those are the opportunities, the ways you can reach out. You can also look up uh, recruiters' phone numbers and things like that. So the opportunities are out there. It's 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 within reach. You just got to go out 
and touch it. That's right. So do you have anything else you'd like to say? No, I'm, I appreciate the opportunity to talk today. I'm excited to visit with people about mates. It's a, it's a unique opportunity to, to become employed out there. It's a, it's a privilege. And, uh, and I think our employees really value what they do for our customers. And, and it sure is a fun opportunity to work with these people. And I'm excited about it. Well, hey, sir, it was a pleasure having you on today. Thank you very much. Hey, no problem. And again, for those who are listening, the podcast is now externally. It's out there. It's on SoundCloud. You go to soundcloud.com forward slash Defend What Matters Most Radio. And it's also on iTunes, Defend What Matters Most Radio. Just just search that, Defend What Matters Most Radio. Share with your friends, listen, and subscribe. Um, I'm getting a lot of feedback. It's positive feedback. And if you want to be on the show, um, reach out to Captain Robert Taylor and uh, or myself, and we can get you on the show and talk about things that you want to talk about that you feel is important for the organization to hear. So... With that being said, I enjoyed this conversation and I look forward to having the next one in two weeks. And for our listeners, I hope you have a great day.